Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is I've Got a Movie to Make Week 91 of 116 Weeks. Hey, buddy, if you're going to be in here, you're going to have to be quiet time. Shh, quiet time. Hey, I'm kind of excited about this one. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go, but I got an idea in my head, and uh, it could be uh, it could be somewhat interesting. So, uh, since I talked at you last, I have been doing quite a bit of stuff, quite quite a, quite a few things on uh, moving forward with this project, and uh, it's actually been invigorating. I've really kind of enjoyed it. Uh, now, truth be told, I have been doing the this a little bit backwards, and for those of you who may want to go down the same road. And make movies one day, or, or you're looking at making your first, or maybe even your second. Uh, here's the point. Uh, I am learning from my mistakes, and when I made the first one, uh, I did 100% crowdfunding, as many of you know, and uh, I went about it once I was uh, happy with the script. I went about getting myself a producer uh, who helped me with the budget, and... Uh, and then we started casting and anyways went right into it. And it's a, a much different uh, workflow, if you will, or uh, procedure when uh, you're looking for uh, some more traditional money. And I thought things would be a little bit different. And uh, I guess perhaps I was, I don't know, I guess a fantasy world. I was thinking maybe I'd, I'd meet some people, you know, meet another producer, that kind of thing. And uh, then we'd, we'd kind of confer. But everything got a little bit turned around, obviously, with COVID. And uh I'm doing things a little late in the game. Well, I shouldn't say late, but out of order. So this uh, budget breakdown and all of the moving parts and all of the things and the schedule and all that uh, definitely need to be put in place uh, before the uh, raising of money. And the raising of money traditionally and usually will come at least in part before uh, attaching names and casting and whatnot. So... Uh, like I said, a little bit backwards. I was a little gung ho, and I was excited to uh, you know start um, s- submitting offer sheets and scripts, trying to get actors attached. And re- in reality, uh, no one's really interested in um, in your script or or your movie or anything unless you actually have some money to back it, which makes perfect sense because there are so many people out there that are just full of s, full of s, and. Uh, they have no problem at all with just lying and and uh, all they want to do is get people to look at their scripts and the you know the higher up the ladder the better for them which is the case but it, people a lot of people think that you write a script and then everything just falls into place or it should for them and that's just not the case so everyone's barraged uh with a, when i say everyone i mean people in the business and agents and managers and actors and uh, producers, everyone's, most of those people are uh, barraged, just uh, bombarded with um, emails and offers and scripts. And I mean, it's just a sea of BS out there. The best way to cut through that BS is to have not only a, uh, a great business model, essentially, which is, you know, a full breakdown of your budget and all, you know, your things are locked in with, uh, hold on a second, I'm, I'm being yelled at by my son. Why don't you like me? Because why? You. Because you? That's not a very good reason. Check one, two. Yeah, I told you I had to do a check one, two. I was hoping you'd play a little bit of hockey. I just finished uh, up a cinematics with Greg and uh, cut that together and uh, mastered it and uh, posted it. He, uh, Greg, is kind enough to do all of the the write-up these days. So that helps. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty busy day. And uh, in between that, I also finished off um, what I'm about to talk to you guys about. So... Yes, where was that business model? Yeah, and uh, the thing that cuts through 
the BS better than anything, obviously, is money. And uh, that makes perfect sense. So I, I, it's like I woke up or something. I clear, I see things clearer than I ever have. It's unfortunate that it comes um, this late. We, here we are, week 91. But like I said, you know, I think I was get, I, I was kind of expecting or hoping a little hand-holding would be going on. But uh, silver lining, I can give you all some more, a more in-depth and behind-the-scenes look at things. And also, uh, I guess I very well could have come across somebody like I did with groupers and, and uh, with a producer, which I had with Max Landworth with groupers. And he took care of a lot of the... Uh, I don't want to call it busy work because this didn't really feel like busy work. This was fun, but he took care of a lot of the uh, non-creative, uncreative stuff, which is great for a creative guy like myself to have somebody who deals with things that aren't creative. But uh, I really uh, like this. I was talking a little bit last week about the pen to paper and how it just kind of becomes real. So I have um, put together uh, on paper, you can hear all the paper here. I have pages and pages, and we'll see how this goes. But I have mapped out three of the more important things uh, that go into making a movie. And I've scheduled it out with uh, the scenes. So, okay, here here we go. Cast, I have all the cast uh, broken down, written out in handwriting, which is... it's. I love I love seeing it on the paper and like it gives me an idea because it's, it's looking at the script from a completely different vantage point and it's just bare bones brass tacks all of the moving working parts so uh, no crew yet I haven't done the crew uh, and I haven't done uh, like wardrobe and, or and I've kind of let left a lot of the set dressing off because that's boring but what I do have is cast right I have three pages of that I have locations. And that's two pages of locations, and the number of locations are clear as can be. And I have props, which is five pages. And I'm going to go down the list and uh, kind of tell you all what this looks like. And I think it would be a fun. I wish I could. I wish there was a place where there was a database where all movies had these breakdowns because it would be a real fun game to play. I think to hear not so much the cast, but like props. Like you just start hearing the list of the props, maybe some of the locations, and you have to guess what movie it is. All right, so we're gonna start with cast. Turns out I have about seventy-two cast members that actually do something that is going to be uh, uh, highlighted on the screen. That I need like. It, at the very least reactions and they'll have like the scene to chew uh, for themselves, if not uh, full lines and whatnot, as well as uh, an additional 30 or so extras. So there's going to be about a hundred people uh, on the screen for this movie to give you an idea of the scope of it. So, uh, and it goes, starts off with Ben. He is our lead and he is in 62 scenes. The next person I have listed is a woman named Sheila. She has exactly two scenes, very small. Steve, who is the um, the boss's son, he's in 17 scenes. Our next biggest actor next to Ben is Dexter. It's pretty much a two-hander, as many of you know. Ben and Dexter. Dexter is the young film student, uh, the very large black man, young man who uh, is a pacifist. I love Dexter, who was originally called Drexel, but uh, Joe, who you all met last week, Suggest that I change his name to Dexter. So he has 41 scenes compared to Ben's 62 scenes. Yes, Atticus. Oh, those are zombies? I just told him what zombies were because he was asking. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff, but he wanted to know what zombies were. So I said, it's people who die and then they're no longer dead. But they still have a lot of characteristics of a dead people. And he just drew some. Okay. 
I think zombies are completely overplayed and played out, and I'm tired of zombies. I have been for 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 decades now. But um, what do you what do you do? You lead into it. Uh, and then you shoot, shoot the zombie. You're a little too young to be talking about shooting zombies. All right, moving on. From Dexter with his 41 scenes. Phyllis, that's Ben's wife, 23 scenes. Cantor, he is the big boss. Uh, his son has 17 scenes. Cantor will be in 21 scenes. I should tell you there's 106 scenes total. So this really gives me an idea of, of who uh, is, is a bigger player and how many days are going to be working. So it's usually somewhere along the lines of about five scenes per day on average uh that might seem crazy but some of these scenes are literally a page you try and do about five pages per day on a low budget film and uh my i have 106 scenes and 100 pages so as you can see a lot of those pages a lot of those scenes are very very short so it's a nice little rule of thumb to uh kind of estimate so uh like a character like Cantor, 21 scenes uh they're about about five days now obviously i'm not that's not set in stone we'll go through that with the scheduling and hopefully i do get some help with that because i need somebody who who really knows how to lock that down but gives you an idea uh phyllis she's 23 pages uh 23 scenes uh probably about five page uh, five days as well uh ben he has 62 scenes he's probably going to be somewhere um, uh, what would that be? 12, probably closer to 14 days. We're looking at about a 20, 20 day, uh, shoot here. Ben might even be in more, uh, more days. Who knows? So, all right. And moving on, we have a character named Winston, one scene, young woman, one scene, young film student, one scene, office worker, number one, two and three, four and five. They're all in one scene. Pam, she's in four scenes. She is the caretaker of the group of mentally challenged adults, um, who, which is an antiquated term now. It's always changing. Who knows by the time we produce this, what mentally challenged adults, intellectually challenged adults um, will will be called. But uh, for the sake of this, uh, mentally challenged adults, uh, she is their caretaker or she's their, she oversees them. She's, she helps them. She's, hey, we'll go, we'll care, caregiver. Pam is in four scenes. She's not in a lot of the scenes with the uh, this group because Gail, who is one of our uh, intellectually developmentally challenged, she is in 13 scenes. Uh, Philip is in 14. Gerald is in nine. And then we have uh, Joe, who's in seven. And those are all um, our, our group uh, uh, who are going to be crew. They work crew in the fake movie within the movie. This is very confusing, I, I imagine. I'd imagine. Uh, Ralph. Ralph is hired. He's hired by Cantor to follow Ben around, Ben and Drexel and uh, Dexter, and see what they're doing. Ralph is in seven, car- uh, seven scenes, which was surprising to me because Ralph plays a pretty major role. He also gets a part in the movie that Dexter and Ben are making. Um, half a dozen Cantor lookalikes. Cantor, if you'll recall, is the big boss. We need half a dozen people who look like him. Hmm. Phyllis, the actress, that's Ben's wife, but she is the actress version of Phyllis. Uh, We have her in four scenes. Ben, the actor, the actor that plays Ben. So it's a different, it's an actor of an actor, Ben. Does this make sense? The one who's going to be playing Ben in the movie, of the movie. He's in one scene. All right. Uh, Cantor's lawyer is in one scene. Billy, that's Ben's son. He's in six scenes. There's a stoner kid. He's in one scene. Uh, oh, no, Ben Actor again. That's sloppy. I knew there was going to be some mistakes here. Yeah, that makes more sense. So Ben Actor is actually in uh, four scenes. Sorry about that. 
Lucy, who is the, mo- the most terrifying character in the entire movie, uh, she's in exactly one scene, thankfully. Uh, cop number one and cop number two, they're both in two scenes. Uh, the professor is in one scene. There's that character named Swarthy Man. Um, smarmy and swarthy is what he is. Uh, that's, that's how I, I picture him. Um, he, he wears a, uh, a button-up shirt that is unbuttoned uh, most way down, and he wears a lot of gold. Too much gold. He's in one scene. It's the way uh, Dennis Hopper was described uh, by uh, Chanowski. Uh, <laughs> what a weird <laughs> suggestion. But that movie, I mean, that book, Hollywood, which is all about the making of Barfly, uh, about uh, Charles Bukowski's uh, recollection of the making of Barfly. Uh, Dennis Hopper is a character in that book because he ran into Dennis Ke- uh, Hopper in real life. And Dennis Hopper wore apparently too much gold back then so that's who i was thinking of mrs Cantor, uh that's the big boss's wife uh the actress version of her we never see the real mrs Cantor. uh she's in one scene masha and tasha they're both in three scenes masha and tasha uh, some girls that come by oh no uh who come by with uh billy that's uh ben's son and then mac who is ben's friend his old vietnam vet friend uh they did few tours together in vietnam that's mac he's the guy that owns uh, the old garage which ca- plays a key factor in this movie mac is in 13 scenes he's uh he's a fun character radio host radio show host right what you know right so yeah i do have a radio scene or a few of them uh he's in three scenes exactly but vo kind of takes over so uh off screen uh, voice work from the radio interview and then we see some outside of uh, the radio studio so that's why it's three scenes but that's a prime example it's like a page and a half but it's three scenes uh, as the script breakdown goes Old Biddy number one Old Biddy number two and Old Biddy number three uh, they're in two or three scenes depending on how you look at it uh, Passerby one scene Stumble Bum one scene character named Marty who is a uh, who is Scooby's partner, Scooby and Marty are union workers and there's Scooby. He's in uh, a number of scenes. Uh, sorry. I don't have that in front of me. Not that you're keeping notes at home. Where's Scooby? Oh no. Where's Scooby? That's an oversight on my part. Scooby. All right. I'll write down Scooby. I'll figure that out. Scooby's in like half a dozen scenes. If that, uh, all right, family num- member number one, two, three, and four. They're all in one scene. Town police officer, not to be uh, confused with cop number one. That's, we, we got different police now later in the, in, in the movie, and uh, they're both in three scenes. Cop, uh, town police officer number one and two. Young, this must, this could be awful. I don't know, or it could be somewhat interesting. I, I, once we get through the cast, it'll, I, actually, I don't know if it'll get any better. It might get worse. Uh, man in crowd, 83. He's in one scene. That's scene 83. Audience of 50 or so. That's about 13 scenes. We're going to have uh, an audience of at least 50 people or so, many of which will be in their cars. Uh, young woman in audience. Uh, she's in one. Deranged man in audience. He's in one scene. Uh, Ben's daughter. She's in exactly one scene. Some people in uh, the notes that I got back uh, wanted to see more of Ben's daughter, but she actually has one line, and that's for com- com- comedy effect. Uh, one scene for small family one scene for small children one scene for various people which will be a part of the audience but they are cutaways so i'm going to have to direct those audience members they can't just be in the uh, the audience uh one young intellectual he's in the audience as well um or she is uh one teenage couple 
there in the audience. All right, and then version of Dexter. We have three scenes with a version of Dexter. This is where it gets a little bit odd, especially if you haven't read it. We have three scenes with a version of Phyllis. That's Ben's wife. We have three scenes with a version of Ben. A version of Ben is in three different scenes. And then we have exactly one scene with an older version of Dexter and exactly one scene with an older version of Ben. That's my cast. And it's great to have them all mapped out, except for Scooby, who slipped through the cracks somehow. Scooby, where'd you go? We'll figure that out. Here are the locations. We need a large office. Anyone got a large office? Not an office building necessarily, just an office with cubicles and whatnot. Uh, I need a suburban home. I'm going to have a whole lot of time spent in that suburban home, and I'm going to use the suburban home uh, for many of the other locations if we find the right suburban home, which I believe we will. Uh, Classroom. I need uh, a classroom, which was the most expensive um, location when shooting groupers. And uh, so far, uh, it looks like it's going to be the most expensive one for this one as well. Classrooms are not easy to come by. Anyone have uh, access to an old classroom setting? Uh, Parking lot, one, uh, only one scene. Ben's car is a location. City Overlook, a location. And then we have an art studio uh, what else this is that interesting dressing room here, uh, group home, uh, which we might be able to double for the actual home van as a location and then, uh, Italian restaurant, but that could be real quick and it could be, we could be cheated. We could cheat with that. We might even do it gorilla style. Who knows? Gorilla style, which means, you know, you grab it real quick without any permits or anything. Um, what else? Editing bay. I feel like I can fake that in almost any, any I, all I need is two walls right there and some equipment. Uh, lakefront, steal that from somewhere. Max Old Garage, that one's going to be tough, but we need like a, a structure with a bunch of land around it. Hmm. Radio station, could fake that if need to, uh, but I would like to actually shoot in a location that's an actual studio. Seems to me I should be able to come up with something like that with my 20 plus years of radio experience. Who knows them? Uh, and then a bar. I feel like I know where to get that. And then a yellow Hummer, which will come up more soon. And then here we go with the props. Now, this could get monotonous. I don't know. Or it could be kind of like strangely random and kind of fun to hear. All of the props, 110 props are what I have recognized from the script breakdown. And uh, doing this, like I said, it's kind of tedious. And my OCD, I really kind of leaned on it for this and i also gave into it more than i probably should have because i should have looked at props that don't cost more than a dollar and just not even bothered with them because that will be um art department's uh job once they get called on and once i hire them that first thing each head of department does is they break down the script for their own department uh but i just let myself run with it so as you'll see here quickly computers we need about half a dozen computers for various scenes uh, and I have computers written down, which I, I should because computers are important to, to have and they can cost a few bucks, especially if you get like an office space, but it doesn't have what you need and you got to set dress it. And that's a whole thing with cubicles and computers and whatnot. But here's the second prop that I have listed. And this will give me an idea of how far I went. Lemon. Lemon is the very second prop that I have listed. And it's in a number of different scenes as well as old lemon, like an old uh, nearly rotting lemon. I also need that for a number of scenes. Uh, I didn't have to write down lemon as far as budgeting purposes because lemons cost, last I checked, about 50 cents a piece. So everything needs to be budgeted. But I mean, come on, Calvin. What are you doing? All right, here we go. Tablet, headphones, 
Uh, headphone amp with volume knob, cross-stitch hoop that says a movie for vengeance. That's the title of the movie, and that's going to be on a cross-stitch hoop. Uh, various cross-stitch supplies, bench tools, cross-stitch hoop that says autumn, the prep. That's going to, it's going to say it on the cross-stitch hoop. Uh, hundreds of post-it notes, a large bed sheet. These are all important props. Not hero props necessarily. Meh. I think hero props are considered anything that's... Uh, really lends itself to the story and uh, is like isolated on screen during certain shots within scenes. Production equipment. We should have that on hand, but I wrote it down anyways. Ben's car. I'm thinking he drives an Oldsmobile. We'll figure out how to go get that car when the time comes. And it needs to have a CD player and or tape deck. Uh, A food truck. We're going to need a number of food trucks, probably three, but uh, this one should be separate from the other ones, but I might double up and use the same food truck for this as well as later on in the movie. I'm going to need uh, two food trucks. Ben's smartphone, tacos. I wrote down tacos. Yes, that is a prop, and I wrote it down to City Bench. Steve's phone, laptop computer, sculpting clay, small radio, paint, folk art, pot of tea, (laughs) tray of cookies, Ralph's phone, Polycom speakerphone, Polycom slash speakerphone, papers with sides printed out on it, uh, sheets of paper, cross-stitch hoop that says winter shoot, day one. You're going to hear more about cross-stitch hoop if you keep listening. Earpiece, like a Bluetooth type thing. Uh, cross-stitch hoop that says day five. A slate, like a movie slate, like a clapper board. They call them sticks. Uh, cross-stitch hoop that says shoot nine, shoot day nine. Keys. I need some keys. I mean, I imagine I'm going to have keys in my pocket, but script calls for keys. Got to make sure you have those. A light stand with lights on them. A cinema camera. I feel like we're going to have that, but we're going to need to have a second one because you can't shoot the cinema camera. If that's what you're shooting on, it can't shoot itself unless you're in a mirror, and we're not going to do that. So I'm going to need to have another cinema camera on on, on hand for a couple scenes. Uh, uh, we need parts of a sandwich that are going to be littered about because a melee happened, and there's sandwich parts everywhere. Long, dark hair. Spoiler alert, uh, the long, dark hair will be chewed on by a, a character. Yes, chewed on, the long, dark hair. We need cookware. We need eggs, flour, milk, a cigar, a large TV, a citation booklet for those cops. Many milk cartons, some of which are empty. Old lemon, I already said that. Cordless phone. For those of you who are listening who are very young, uh, our landlines Landline phones used to actually have cordless versions, which were very futuristic, and you could walk away from the actual receiver with the cordless phone. It was very exciting until you lost it, and then it ran out of batteries, and you couldn't find it, and then you found it, and it was dead, much like a regular phone or or a modern-day phone. You know what I'm saying. Stack of papers, uh, camera gear, megaphone, a script. I'm going to need a script on the the set uh, for a shot. A cup of coffee, newspaper, cross-stitch hoop that says summer, large monitor for editing, landline phone, Dexter's book, a book that he's reading like a novel to be determined. Haven't figured out what that's going to be yet. Dexter's own per- personal phone, Dexter's phone, signposts, mili- uh, a military pin, tech equipment, microphone, Dexter's car, junk parts, just various junk parts, Dexter's car radio. Got to make sure that he has a radio. It's probably going to be a radio in his car, but... Got to make sure you sometimes you rent like a prop car and then it doesn't have a radio. Got to make sure it has a radio Uh, chairs, tables, old radio transmitter. 
That'd be fun tracking down one of those headphones. A lot of the time too, these props, uh, you get them from a prop house and they end up costing more than the actual item. If you rent them for too long, which is what happened with a number of things on groupers, a number of things. I'm like, I could have bought that for half the price of what we rented it for, for a week. So you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with that kind of thing. Headphones, flyers, uh, like flyers, not like the hockey team, but actual like uh, leaflets type things. Uh, cross stitch hoop that says harvesting time. Kind of telling a story here, isn't it? Mini, a mini Cooper. Uh, patriotic decorations. Large barbecues like hibachis, hibachis, and gas grills. Uh, enormous white sheet. Much bigger than the white sheet that I already mentioned earlier. Or the bed sheet that I mentioned earlier. An enormous white sheet that will act as a, as a, uh, a faux movie screen for a, an outdoor pop-up type event. Uh, that event would be a, a drive-in theater. Uh, a large box truck, like an equipment truck, uh, like a U-Haul type thing, but not U-Haul because uh, F that company. Sorry. Just personal opinion. I don't like U-Haul. Food trucks. Uh, here we are. We need two other food trucks, uh, different, hopefully, from the one that we used in the, uh, the earlier in the movie, but maybe the same. This feels like a production company, uh, production meeting, and uh, could be very, very boring for any of you who are still listening. Apologies but I got to continue to go a number of cars for a number of extras. A bunch of extras should have their cars on hand and we're going to need them in a field. That's important. Tchotchkes. I just wrote tchotchkes and uh, that that's the kind of thing that's fun for the art department to find some fun little tchotchkes. We need a minivan, specifically a minivan to be one of those cars uh, uh, for the extras Uh, and a small American flag plays a, a, pivotal point in the movie uh blankets various blankets for the extras stay a stage microphone not to be con- uh, confused with the microphone that we needed earlier binoculars bigger binoculars i like that because we need binoculars but then another character has bigger binoculars as he's watching the one character with the binoculars we need a police scanner we need air guns um an actual air gun that the kind used for killing cattle need that it is a part of the script steve's watch the yellow Hummer, which I kind of alluded to earlier, a projector, like a movie uh, projector, or, you know, projector, a uh, squad car, a police car, a clump of hair, different clump of hair. It seems to me that I didn't notice that uh, until doing this breakdown, but I have two different scenes where characters lose parts of their hair. Weird. Small duffel bag, a laser pointer, uh, a Hummer spotlight. So the same, we need to have spotlights or Casey lights uh, on those, uh, on, on that, on that Hummer. Uh, Horn switch. I got a little toggle switch within the uh, Hummer. Lawn chairs, two air horns, assault rifle. There it is. I, I, I hope to write the assault rifle out, but right now the assault rifle is part of the script. I, I like uh, not having any guns. Uh, that'd be nice just not to have a gun because guns are so over. Talk about zombies being overplayed. Guns. Too many of them. Too many. Uh, so many. So many small little independent like throwaway movies that I saw when I was at AFM and, you know, in various festivals, you know. So many of them have people you've never seen in your life because they're, you know, they're unknown actors to this point on their poster pointing a gun. And it's just like, really? How many times does that doesn't make me want to see your movie at all? Seeing an unknown person pointing a gun. I don't care. Such an easy way to make the stakes high. Uh, We need an ice cream truck. That'll be fun. Tracking down an ice cream truck. Where do you find an ice cream truck? Almost done here, kids cross stitch hoop that says two minutes later, which this is not. This is. Uh, going on 25 minutes later. Uh, concession food. 
It's going to be all over our characters. So like ketchup, relish, mustard, hot dog buns, that kind of thing. Uh, a power cord, like an extension cord. I imagine we'll have some of that. Duct tape. I imagine most gaffers will have something that at least looks like duct duct tape can be used as duct tape uh handcuffs zip ties you like where this is going zip ties and handcuffs are important and then finally here we go a glass of champagne a few empty glasses of champagne um actual champagne bottle a scrapbook and a newspaper clipping as well as lots of uh Camera equipment and a dolly with a crane, at least a small crane. I'd like a big crane, though. That'd be great for that last scene. So that's that's the movie uh, boiled down without any dialogue or anything. I pretty much just read the script. Kind of did. Uh, what was missing from that is crew members, obviously. Crew members and uh, contingency and... Uh, what else? I set dressing, like I said, but I wasn't going to bore you with uh, cubicles, even though I did. So... There's that. My God. This might be a low point of this feed. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little too excited that I, uh, I did something that I've never done before because I've done, I, I've done almost everything there is to do on, on movies. And it sounds weird to say that, but it's true. I, in producing my own. Why do you have guns, buddy? He has Nerf guns. Because of zombies. Okay. He's got it. He likes to, to play act a lot. He needs friends. He needs to go back into school. Okay. Go save mom. But I, and, and making my shorts and and, the, and, and doing working in film school and stuff. I, I mean, I've done catering uh, for my own movies and other people's movies. You know, I've AD'd. I've uh, I haven't acted in anything because I don't like to put myself in stuff. But I've I've done almost everything there is. But I haven't done some of this stuff, and it's kind of exciting to be like doing stuff on movies that I had not done yet. So sorry if I got a little too exuberant and couldn't wait to read you guys my busy work, which is essentially what I just did for the last almost half hour. All right. Episode 91 is behind us. Episode 92 coming up next week, obviously, because that's how things work when you're doing chronological order. And um, let's see. Uh, now it's on to actual putting some of this stuff to um, work and trying to raise some money via grants and or financiers. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you very much. for My God, my mouth is numb. <laughs>